I'm glad I thought about it before I hit the button. Ladies and gentlemen, now it's too late with Alan Ozen. What was that day? I didn't catch it. Yeah. Want to run that bias again? <laughs> I'm glad you... You know what, Dave? I'm also glad you didn't hit the button. It was a dangerous button I almost hit. <laughs> Guys, welcome back for another episode of It's Too Late. I am your host, Alan Mosley, joined as always by the number one producer in Late Night. Dave, how are you doing? Starting the show in panic mode, so that's fun. Yeah. Um, <laughs> no, I'm excited to be here. Uh, I think it's going to be a great time. So, yeah. How you doing? You... How many shows have we done together now? It's it's almost been a year. Did you know that? Yeah. It's, it's getting close. Well, at least four. Yeah. Five. But you still do your own little introduction as if you're a contestant on Wheel of Fortune. I don't know what to do. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. I don't know what I'm supposed well, to say. <laughs> if our little pre-show meetings lasted longer than like seven minutes before the show starts, then we yeah, could, we could write write down in your notes. Just I don't yeah. know something. Hi, I'm Dave. I'm from PA, and I like <laughs> turtles. You know, I don't know. Um, guys, quick programming note. Tomorrow, tomorrow afternoon is the return of sports ball with Mike and Alan. That's coming to you September 1st. I think Mike and I decided it was going to be at 4 o'clock central? 5, 4, 5, probably should just stick around your computer all afternoon. Yeah. Yeah, it's going to be it's it's four or five central or eastern. OK, yeah, it's... just pick it's one. a real bad window. Yeah. yeah. Well, <laughs> OK, so I was going for like the evening drive time, you know, like people are getting off work and they go, like, oh, the sports oh. ball is on and it comes on on Thursdays. And that'll be that means you get to you get all your sports ball news right ahead of like Thursday night football and uh, college football season oh, yeah. starts yeah, like yeah. tomorrow. So there you go. Yeah, that's that was my thought process when we decided to put it there. But not but, bad thinking. Uh, speaking of bad thinking, do have some sad news tonight though. We our after party can't be very long because when oh. I say when I say that I have to work on getting sports ball ready now that it's tomorrow, <laughs> I really need to get work on sports. Like remember a month ago when we started plugging sports ball and I said, God, I really need to work on that. Yeah. Yeah, 29 days have passed, and I still need to do that. So, anyway. Uh, we're leading <laughs> off tonight with some troubling news out of Houston, Texas. I want to take you a look at this. A waitress at Hooters was caught dipping wings in her vagina. 24-year-old wow. Jessica Sinclair was taken into police custody after she was witnessed by coworkers dipping hot wings into her vagina before serving them to customers who she claimed had been rude to her. Um... Can, hold, can we can we pull that picture back up one more time? Look, I know it sounds bad, but I can fix her, okay? <laughs> Everything about that story is trouble. <laughs> All right, everything everything about that story is what troubling. Like, yeah, 
hot wings. So they're already in hot sauce. That, that doesn't sound safe or healthy for anybody. <laughs> Did I ask for your help? Uh, oh, you like, didn't today. Like in the notes that uh, you got, like, did no. the notes say, hey, we really need you to plug a spot here? And... Yeah. Yeah. No. Sorry. Um, also in the news, very failed political candidate, Beto O'Rourke. It's back in the news. Yeah, there he is right there. O'Rourke has had to take a step back from his campaign for governor of Texas due to a sudden and unexplained illness that has sidelined the Democratic nominee. That's a dick-sucking mouth right there. Um, I wonder what this sudden and unexplained illness could be. (laughs) Brings a whole new uh, meaning to gun grabber, am I right? Well... You know, Beto is often the butt of a joke. You can usually find him at the bottom of things. Okay, I think, I think, I think that's enough. He likes to plug himself every chance he gets. All right, Alan, please. Uh, <laughs> see what what I'm getting at, folks, is that he contracted monkeypox on account of his sodomy with other multiple male partners. Oh yeah, okay, I see what you're saying. <laughs> All right. And finally today, sad news to report. Uh, former Soviet president Mikhail Gorbachev has died at the age of 91. Whoa. Now, a lot of folks are remembering different sides of Gorbachev. You know, on the one hand, uh, he had some of his own crackdowns pretty harsh on, on dissidents in, in Soviet Union. But also, he was the one who sort of lowered the Iron Curtain and really led to the end of the Cold War. Um I tell you what, I know how I will remember Gorby. Take a look. <laughs> what? Did you just turn yeah. it off? Yeah, I did. Why? Did you wanted to watch the whole thing? It's a thing, yes. Oh, okay. Jesus Christ. Gorbachev. I don't even want to watch it anymore, you know? Like, the monologue's just fucking ruined. Yeah. Somebody was talking during the intro. Doesn't play any of the laugh reacts. Ruins the punchline for the hot chick that's insane. Sometimes nothing brings people together like a nice hot pizza from Pizza Hut. Could you imagine sitting here today and seeing like some random other world dictator? You know, highlighting Western media. Uh, could you imagine someone like President uh, Chinese President Xi Jinping being being featured like that? No, oh, well, I mean there is that, but that doesn't really count. Um, Dave, have you have you done enough to wreck the monologue tonight? Can we move on? Oh, 
yeah, I think that's all I got. All right. Guys, we're going to be back with the meme of the week in the viewer mail right after this commercial break. Stick around. Show everybody, let me tell you about tonight's sponsor. It is Pat Crest Botanicals, which you can find at patcrestbotanicals.com. If you use promo code, it's too late. It's all one word. It's too late. You get thirty percent off. What? Thirty percent off your CBD what? and Delta Eight needs. I actually have one of the packages right here. This is the uh, Delta Eight nighttime gummies right here. Can you get a, a zoom in of that? Oh, yeah. Huh. I'm actually upset because I'm out. Look at that. I'm out. Yeah. Because I actually use the products that we advertise <laughs> on the show. Like, it's not just I advertise it and throw it in the trash. I actually used them, and they're gone now. Mm. But I can tell you how you can get some more. That's patcrestbotanicals.com. Promo code. It's too late. All right. Uh, hey, Dave. Yes, Alan. What time is it? It's time for Meme of the Week. POV, you pop out of a crate on Epstein's yacht. Oh. Oh, my. Boy, I recognize some faces in that picture. I wonder who <laughs> whose giant forehead was that, though, at the bottom? Yeah. Yeah. Hmm. <laughs> well, it was at the bottom, so it was probably Beto. Um, but we do have a bonus meme. Check out the bonus meme. Me staring at a photo of my co-worker's kid for just a little too long so that they never show me again. <laughs> I did not see that one. That's, that's pretty good. Yeah. That, that one, you can follow that one right alongside the uh, purposely getting your co-worker's names wrong so that they know that you don't really care about them. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Uh, hey, Dan, let's go ahead and answer some of the viewer mail. All right. Too late viewer mail. It's time for that part of the show where Alan answers the viewer mail questions. A handful of audience members have been banned. Um, it's it's a whole thing. You got to go back. Yeah. God, that was the longest bit in the whole damn show so far. Oh, um. <laughs> The first question comes to us from Andrew Avery, who writes, Dear Alan and Dave, if you had a relative that was a gas station attendant, would they be a pumpkin? Like pumpkin? Oh, yeah. Yeah. I mean, I yeah. You know, like, Andrew's kind of showing his age here, because what the hell's a gas station attendant? Yeah, those are hard to find now. Yeah. 
Andrew, maybe um, look up some jokes like since 1985. <laughs> See, if Andrew were smart, he would say, I could think of a joke since 1985. It's called Alan Mosley. Got him. Oh, burn. Yeah, got him. All right. So you're welcome, Andrew. Celestanis uh, so writes, Dear Alan and Dave, What's the worst experience you've ever had at the DMV? Oh, oh, oh the DMV. Oh. <laughs> Dave, have you had a bad experience at the DMV? Uh, I mean, I've had to wait a long time. That And the, and the guy that took my picture was mm -hmm. like, you could tell by his gear that he was legally blind, which mm -hmm. I thought was kind of weird. But it's, it was still a good picture. So... Mm -hmm. Nothing too bad, just long waits. Honestly, see, this, this is the thing, is that I actually, I don't think I've ever had a really bad experience <laughs> at the DMV. Because the thing is, is that maybe, maybe I'm just lucky where I'm from, but you, like, they don't yeah. want to be there as much as you don't, and so everyone's just trying mm -hmm. to get through it. Yeah. Yeah, so, I get that feel. Yeah, exactly. Well, there you go. Um, now the IRS, on the other hand. Oh! Yeah. <laughs> Uh, Ryan Seifert <laughs> writes, dear, I actually had to write this for Ryan, because you I know Ryan, that. Ryan doesn't get to share things with us anymore on account of his <laughs> constant racism and, yeah. <laughs> uh, Ryan Seifert writes, dear Alan and Dave, what is the most embarrassing thing that has ever happened to you in public? Ooh. Had any embarrassing moments in public, Dave? Oh, um... Nothing really popped to mind when I thought of this. I, I guess there was time where at one time I got a, a little bit of road rage and I got out of my car at a red light and got a stick out of my trunk and screamed at the people in the other car to get out, but they didn't. I, I, in, in hindsight, that was kind of embarrassing. Um, How about you? Well, I mean, if you were here June 4th, then you'd know. <laughs> <laughs> right? Do you want to change okay. yours to that now? <laughs> no. All right. Uh, Lyle Durio writes, dear... Hey, Lyle. Hey, Lyle. Uh, Lyle Durio writes, dear Alan and Dave, will blimps make a comeback? Oh. Do, they still, do they still do the blimps over the football games and stuff? Like the Goodyear blimp, you know? Do they still do that? I think they they never point it out, but I think they do. See, yeah, I, I think they do too, but you like that used to be a big, like, all, every game. It's like, oh, check out the blimp, and yeah. blah, blah, blah. now it's like, I don't know, it's just gone. Mm. Mm. <laughs> I'm going to say no. No, no, I don't think so. I don't think blimps are coming back. They're not like, they're not, they're not like bell-bottom jeans or something. They don't... <laughs> People don't decide, let's revert technology. <laughs> air, air, aircraft technology is cyclical. Yeah. yeah. I, well, I was, I was about to say, I was literally about to make the joke of, could you imagine going back to, like, a Razor phone? But I actually saw that, like, Samsung is making a, like, a flip phone thing now. I mean, it still has all the cool stuff that a smartphone has, yeah. but they're going back to making a flip phone. And I was like, oh, I'll be damned, we are going back to Razors. Yeah. How about that? <laughs> <laughs> well, made a fool out of me. Maybe we are going back to blimps. Maybe. I don't know. Oh, we should have an It's Too Late blimp. Like, that'll be our gimmick to drum yeah. up support for the show, is a blimp. They can't be that expensive, right? Like, 20 bucks, maybe 30? 
Yeah, people, people probably have them laying around. You know, they're not using them. It's just like a tent with air, for God's sakes. Let's yeah. All right. Uh, Sherry Clark writes, Dear Alan and Dave, if you could be inside the mind of someone from a time, for a time, living or dead, who would it be? Now, my question about that is, is that does this mean like you're mind controlling them and you get to act oh. as them? Or does this just mean you get to like hear their thoughts and stuff yeah. for some snoop around? Yeah. Or like a being John Malkovich or something. You, you Do you want to like Professor X somebody, Dave? I don't know. I've, I've never really thought of wanting to do that. I guess mm -hmm. Frederick Nietzsche, you know, he's supposed to be pretty smart. Maybe I could figure something out there or something. Yeah. Seems kind of rapey. <laughs> it is. Yeah. It's a, it's a violation. Yeah. I mean, I know consent is always kind of a fluid thing for you, but it seems like you wouldn't do that without consent. <laughs> fluid. <laughs> All right. Uh, anyway, Keith McQuarrie writes, Dear Alan and Dave, do you have... A, I didn't answer the last question. Oh, well. Yeah. Uh, do you have a favorite gadget or appliance manufacturer that you tend to lean towards with making a purchase? Is there is there a brand that you always get no matter what? I guess the only thing I'm really kind of loyal to is my cell phones. I always go with a Samsung just because I'm used to that operating system and it feels comfortable to me. But... Yeah, any other tech, computer stuff like that, I'll I'll take whatever you know, mm -hmm. as long as it's not junk. I'll yeah, go by price pretty much. I don't know about a gadget or appliance, but I'll tell you for my CBD and Delta Eight deeds, I always get Pat Crest Botanicals, which you could find at Pat Crest. <laughs> Good job, Dave. Uh, with the way this show was going, I thought this wouldn't have worked out, but it did. I, we're back on track, buddy. That's patcrestbotanicals.com. dot com promo code. It's too late. All right. All right. Keith's like, I'm never writing a fucking question again. All right. Um, <laughs> Carl Huber writes, Dear Alan and Dave, when should one give up on their dreams in favor of practicality? Like he's asking us, right? Like we would have an answer for that shit. <laughs> um, I tell you what, this is going to sound like a corny answer, but honestly, the answer is never. Because if you can live within your means... And and have a budget, which I think are important things to do no matter how much money you make or what you do, right? Like, I've known a lot of people that make a lot of money, and they're always behind on their bills. Like, you ever known people like that? Yeah. Like, they're, they, their income, their, their cash flush in, in terms of income, and yet they're, like, six months behind on everything. And you're like, how, how did you get there? How did this happen to you? If, you? if you're the opposite of that and you always plan ahead, then never. You yeah. keep you don't let your memes be dreams. That's right. By the way, can we get somebody in chat to share the Carl emote? I hope Carl has seen his emote by now. Carl oh, won a contest yeah. like six months ago to get an emote. Does anybody have that? Yeah, I don't know. I, you know what? You guys are useless. I'll, no, no, there goes Celeste. She's got it. Uh, All right. There we go. There's the Carl emote. This is another one of those moments in the show where the people that listen to the podcast are like, "God damn it." <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. Well, All right. Come join us. Yeah. Ex right. Who the hell listens to like Letterman? You watch Letterman. <laughs> All right. Um, Eric Eli writes, dear Alan and Dave, is the construct of digital currency meant to eliminate change? Oh, ho, 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 ho. 
It's, <laughs> is it meant to bring change or eliminate change? You get it? You see? Oh, I, you see? That, that's, that's tricky. Yeah. I don't want change to go away, though, not because I like to have it, but because it always gives you something easy to throw at people. Oh, yeah, yeah, like the, the, the panhandlers. You can just mm -hmm. kind of... There you go. Yeah. Like, people <laughs> like people always make that meme of... Who was that guy from King of the Hill? The, the, the pocket sand guy? What was it, What was his name? Oh, yeah, yeah. Uh, um, boom, 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 No, he was the guy that talked like a retard. Um, oh, yeah, yeah. Somebody in chat will know. Anyway, everyone always yeah. makes the joke about how he's got pocket sand and he throws it in someone's face and then runs away. That would be a lot more effective if it was a bunch of coins. <laughs> Dale. Yeah. Dale Gribble. Dale. Yeah. So just, okay, if you've right. got some change and you get accosted on the street, you just chunk a handful of metal right in their dome piece. Yeah. There you go. So. Uh, <laughs> I mean, I would never advocate for something like that, but, you know. And finally this evening, Mary Lynn Wilimowski writes, Dear Alan and Dave, Uh-oh. When you use the last of something from the fridge, do you rinse the container and place it in the recycling bin, or do you just leave it open and upside down in the kitchen sink? Okay. <laughs> uh, well, uh, <clears throat> so, uh, Dave, do you, do you have any you comments think, on that? Oh, oh, um, no, Mary, I would never do that. I would always make sure to wash out the container and put it back where it belongs, or if it's a recyclable, put it in the proper receptacle. But Dave, what about you? I mean, for for the most part, like if if I if if there's something left in there, you know, yeah, and I'm in a hurry or not, I'll leave it in the sink. Otherwise, I'll just set it on the counter. Mm. This is gonna be trouble. Yeah. That's and that so that's when I wish I had my Mari Povich thing. And our lie detector determined that was a lie. <laughs> all right, uh, that's all the questions we have. We're gonna be back after this commercial break to talk about messaging, some uh, spicy tweets from the weekend, and why aren't you disassociating the way these people want to? Right after this commercial break, go away. <laughs> Your ad could be playing right now, reaching thousands of potential customers. Sadly, it's not, but it could be. Find out how to be an advertised sponsor for It's Too Late with Alan Mosley. Email us at info at alanmosley.tv. have to take a moment to pin all the posts oh because if because if, if we don't people won't see it oh we made a new community group which yes. means the old community group is going away for reasons yeah there's oh there's yeah. there's reasons i mean <laughs> i mean if you saw the stuff ryan was saying before he got the axe then Oh, actually, okay. I'm I, actually I'm deleting the group entirely and making a brand new one just because of our fusion pictures from last week. <laughs> that's that's it. That's the only reason. Uh, but you have creep. to go to the new community group. Um, I feel like I should have a link. Whatever, just go. Yeah. Like not not away, but don't, you know, join it. Uh, oh, 
we have another sponsor for tonight. Let me tell you about our other sponsor. That is Tennessee Hot Sauce Company. Yeah, you know, take your time, Dave. Jesus. All right, so anyway, it's a Tennessee Hot Sauce Company <laughs> at tnhotsauceco.com. This is my favorite flavor right here. This is the garlic habanero. Can we get a shot of the garlic habanero? Yeah, that'll do it. So, that's what she said. Um... <laughs> They actually have a problematic impersonable meter right there on the bottom. So you can tell whether or not you're going to have a good time or an adventure in the toilet. So that's Tennessee Hot Sauce Company, tnhotsauceco.com. Um, I don't think we have a promo code. Why aren't we even advertising it? Well, they, they can tell. Yeah. Danny was actually at our live event, so he knows what our most embarrassing moment was. He was. Yeah. Am, who, am I just thing? here by myself tonight? <laughs> Jesus. Actually, I, think... I was looking for that link for the group, and then I just gave up on that. Yeah. I think I don't think Dave is here, you guys. I think I think Dave is pre-recorded tonight. <laughs> we talked about that earlier. Remember? <laughs> the show's live, but I'm pre-recorded. Yeah. Da yeah. Only Dave is pre-recorded. Yeah. We should do that. I'll give you buttons and for me to say things. Mm-hmm. All right. <laughs> Uh, so anyway, something I wanted to talk about tonight. There was some uh, interesting verbiage coming out of both the Biden administration and the governor of New York about what you should do if you don't agree with their policies. I want to start off with White House Press Secretary Karine. Is it? Is it? We're just going to call her Karen. Fuck her retarded French name. Karen. Yeah. Karen Jean Pierre didn't mince words when asked about the divisive rhetoric coming from the Biden administration towards their political opponents. Take a listen right here. Uh, only semi-fascism coming. Yeah. Uh, is this something we're going to hear more of? That phrase. Is it something said retarded. the going to kind of embrace, or is there any sense that it was, uh, you know, a little impromptu and it's going to turn into a kind of basket of deplorable thing that he regrets and that tries to be quiet about? I, look, I was very clear when uh, when laying out uh, and defining uh, what. Uh, you know, MAGA Republicans have done, and you look at the definition of fascism, and you think about uh, what they're doing in, in attacking our democracy, what they're doing in taking away uh, our freedoms, uh, taking away, wanting to take away our rights, our voting rights. I mean, that is what that is. It is very clear, and that's why he made that um, that uh, that powerful speech uh, that you heard uh, from him last night. And he has not shied away from saying that. He Seventy-one million voters voted for Donald Trump, by the way, and they just immediately cast that whole enormous chunk of the population. As, oh, you're just all fascists. You're all extremists that should be eradicated. <laughs> That's a lot of people we're talking yeah. about here, you know? It's it's funny. We're, we're, we're past the point of persuasion. There's no even pretense anymore of there being political debate where both sides engage in this pugilistic effort to determine who's going to lead the country into the future. Those days are over. Now it's just simply the people who are opposed to my worldview, even 1%, are literal Nazis. But the Biden administrations weren't the only ones. You're seeing it at the state level as well. I want you to listen to this. We heard some similar messaging coming from New York Governor Kathy Hochul. Hochul? 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 Yeah. Y'all are from up up in the Northeast. What's her damn name? I, I think it was a ch sound. Hochul. 
she's also a Karen. Uh, New York Governor Karen at one of her recent campaign stops. Listen in right here. And we're here to say that the era of Trump and Zeldin and Molinaro just jump on a bus and head down to Florida where you belong, okay? Get out of town. Get out of town. Because you, you don't represent our values. You are not New Yorkers. Get out of town. Get out of town. Everyone north of the Mason-Dixon line is fucking retarded. I'm just going to say it. <laughs> All right, anyway. <laughs> no, present company excluded. <laughs> All right. But it's, it's interesting to hear this candidate for an office. Now, keep in mind, these are the people that used to preach, like, unity and peace, right? This is a candidate running for office. They're not interested in persuading you to their point of view. They're not interested in you being a part of their policies or decision-making. If you, if you don't represent them 100%, they want you gone. Physical removal. There's no shortage of conservatives, by the way. If you thought this was just going to be like a, a bash liberals episode. Ooh. <laughs> there's, no, there's no shortage of conservatives, by the way, who will weakly play this gotcha game over, Oh, I thought you guys were for unity and acceptance and tolerance guess not no no i fully support what these people are doing i fully support what they're doing you want to know why they're they're demonstrating that they are disassociating with they don't want you around they are disassociating with you they want you gone she said explicitly exact look they they would love to just have you be dead but they'll settle for your submission and barring that they want you gone so the question for me is, is that why aren't conservatives doing that? Instead of having a conversation about what what unity and togetherness is supposed to look like, this 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 fairy tale of, of one nation and its people being a melting pot and somehow our diversity is our strength and all that bullshit that they still talk about in public schools. <laughs> Your opponents don't believe in any of that. They only believe in democracy and fair elections and union and all that crap so long as they're in charge. If they're not in charge, they want to burn it to the ground. So why aren't you paying kind with kind? Kathy Hochul right there said all the New Yorkers who, don't, who are not liberal shitlords, get on a bus, head down to Florida where you belong. Okay. So then shouldn't Florida conservatives be telling the liberals in the state, hey, why don't you guys head to New York? I support this, by the way. I support this huh? 100%. <laughs> because national divorce is where we're at. It's ridiculous for us to sit here and muse over some kind of great awakening, some new enlightenment era where these people, these different countries, these different peoples that are diametrically opposed to each other in every way, culturally, socially, politically, are going to are going to be forced to be together in a political union where they're going to take turns lording their power over the other. That's no way to live. You wouldn't want, you would not live that way in your own life and your personal relationships. Well, I mean, I mean, maybe if you had kids and waiting for them to turn 18 and you know, bastard won't just clean out the recycling. <laughs> but, but the point being is, I'm, I'm getting sidetracked here, but the point being is, is that you would never live that way if you had a neighbor across the street that absolutely 100% opposed your worldview. 
in every way. They hated you. They explicitly spit in your face. You would not, like a, a sad little puppy, go crawling back across your neighbor's yard every day saying, oh, but come on, can't we be friends? No. You would shut them out of your life and you would be glad the day they moved away. Or you'd be glad the day you moved away. That's what your political opponents are perfectly content with. I've said on the show before that as it pertains to subjects like national divorce and secession and a breaking up of the union, there's a lot of right-wingers that like to talk the talk, but I bet it'll be left-wingers that walk the walk first. Oh. I bet it'll be left-wingers that lead that charge. They'll be the ones. Perhaps they'll. Perhaps the pendulum will swing back to the right, and perhaps there'll be a bunch of right-wing uh, reactionaries will take office and they will support policies that make left-wingers upset. And maybe it'll be the left-wingers that'll say, you know what, we're taking our ball and going home. We're not going to be a party to this anymore. And I would support their move 100%. If anything, I would condemn the conservatives for not having done it first. Speaking of messaging, by the way, there were some recent tweets from the Libertarian Party of New Hampshire Twitter account that raised eyebrows, and he actually made national news. Oh. I want you to check out this first tweet right here about the minimum wage. Oh. Yeah, t take your time. Jesus Christ, Dave. Twist. Six million dollar minimum wage, or you're anti-Semitic. Wow, <laughs> oh, yeah. Hmm. Powerful. Seems a little high to me. Six <laughs> million. Yeah. We'd all be rich. Huh. Uh, well, some of us would be. <laughs> uh, so anyway... There was people that called them out. Yeah, you just now getting the joke, Dave? <laughs> Jesus. Oh my God. Uh, but hold on. They weren't finished there. Uh, they followed up that tweet with this one referencing, referencing the funeral of deceased warmonger John McGain. Take a look right here. Happy holidays. Oh, my goodness. Yeah, this right. Spicy. Uh, so yeah, uh, no, no rest for the wicked, by the way, no quarter for war criminals. Y'all can just yeah. take that shit somewhere else. Uh, they actually got ripped on CNN and major media and like the governor of New Hampshire was condemning the free state project and all this crap. Uh, they actually made comments saying that, look, you can agree or disagree with his politics, but everybody knows John McCain was a selfless public servant. <laughs> and I was like, Really? I like how someone in chat right there just said, most beautiful picture ever taken. Well, wait till you see the episode thumbnail for this show. Um, the show. The national account on Twitter for the Libertarian Party uh, also got in on the action when they posted this about torture-loving daughter of Dick Cheney, Liz Cheney. Uh, which, by the way, also drew the ire of regime libertarians like Brad Columbo, uh, Palumbo and Hannah Cox. Well, that's a handsome trans couple right there, isn't it? <laughs> Which one of them do you think has a bigger dick? Wow. Okay, I see. Well, you warned me. Yeah, it's fine. It is true. <laughs> I, I mean, you know, that, I'm being too harsh to Hannah. At least she didn't diddle children and like make sexual advances on young boys on Instagram, like the other one. Uh, really happened, by the way. Uh, that one drew the condemnation of not only the corporate press and war criminals around the country, but also regime libertarians like Brad and Hannah, who tweeted. Liz Cheney for prison? Hannah Cox and I are both huge critics of Cheney, but found this tweet bizarre, disturbing, and frankly, not very libertarian. <laughs> not very libertarian. 
It's not very libertarian to want to disassociate yourself from these blood-soaked monsters and wanting to see consequences for the actions of people that have fomented violence around the world. That's not very libertarian. I tend to disagree. Mm. I think it's very libertarian to want to disassociate from these people. I think it's very libertarian to want these people to suffer for the things that they've done. Uh, and by the way, for that Happy Holidays one, that you know, Meghan McCain, John McCain's daughter, was there crying over, crying over his yeah, uh, coffin. Yeah. It, look, it, it was Meghan McCain. Rebu- the, uh, if there was one thing that John McCain was good on, if there was only one thing that John McCain was good <laughs> on, it was that he was against torture. Which, of course, George W. Bush liked to call advanced interrogation techniques. You know, oh, yeah. Torture. Yeah. John McCain, <laughs> of course, leave it up to John McCain, the fucking retard that crashed his plane and got caught. Leave him, leave him to be against torture. The one thing he was good on... Keep your composure, Dave. We're almost done. The one thing he was good on was being against torture. And it was Meghan McCain that rebuked her father trying to explain to him all the ways that torture is useful for getting vital information to stop terrorists. So no, absolutely no sympathy for that bitch. Not a bit. I mean, by the way, this is this is my nice version of the monologue. I was going to say things like they really put the T in liberty, am I right? Uh, which leads me which leads me back around full circle to messaging. So a lot of people within the Liberty community were saying that these were not good tweets. It isn't a matter of uh, showing your your rather negative feelings towards these warmongers. That's not the point. The point is is that you're you're hitting them when they're down. You're taking advantage of their most vulnerable moments. Uh, you're make you're making anti-Semitic jokes. Oh, Holocaust jokes. Or, oh, this is just a daughter weeping at her father's funeral. We're supposed to be better than that. Your opponents hate you and want you dead. Mm-hmm. Are, you, are you done trying to pick, take the high road yet? Your opponents hate you and want you dead. So, a lot of people were saying that this was not good messaging because we want the message to be on being anti-war. We want the message about ending the Fed. We want the message about civil liberties and freedom and free markets. And unfortunately, the message failed to achieve that. What the message actually did was bring a lot of negative press on to those accounts, onto the party, onto that movement. I get what they're trying to say. But I seem to recall there was a guy that ran for president all the way back in the old year of 2016. His name was Donald Trump. And one of the key aspects of that presidential race that we will remember forever is that despite being known as the billionaire Donald Trump and, oh, he's going to throw his money around, he actually didn't. They actually spent far less money than the Clinton campaign did. You know one of the ways they got away with doing that and and winning the election? He was getting free publicity from all the mainstream outlets 24-7. Do you remember that? Oh, yeah. He didn't have to spend a dime on any commercials because his name was coming out of the mouths of regime press 24-7. Now, was the overwhelming majority of it negative? Yeah, it was. Mm-hmm. But you know there's that old phrase, you know, all publicity is good publicity. And it really paid off for him. 
And and I really like this analogy because it's it's specifically in a political context. This was a candidate running for office who didn't have to pay a dime because he was living rent-free in the heads of all these assholes. And they literally preached Orange Man bad all the way to him winning the presidency. That's what that's what happened. And so I feel like the libertarians out there that feel like that this is not the messaging that they want to see from the official party accounts have really missed the point here. When was the last time the Libertarian Party of New Hampshire or the Libertarian Party National, for that matter, what was the last time you saw them in the mainstream news? Mm. What was the last time you heard a, oh, breaking news to report, let's talk about the Libertarian Party on CNN or MSNBC or whatever? For any reason, good or bad. I don't remember. Well, actually, we had to. We actually looked it up. The last time that they made any headlines at all, where you just control F Libertarian Party, it was it was for freaking Beta Cuck Justin Amash back in 2020, and and it was it was related to the time. Basically, so he was speaking negatively of the Trump regime. Look, they're they're perfectly happy to use you if you're going to parrot their message. If you've got regime talking points coming out your goddamn mouth, they're happy to give you some airtime. They are going to be done with you the moment you stray off of their message, just like they were done with him. So don't worry about people that hate you. They're going to hate you no matter what. There's no scenario in which they're going to take our message and put it on a mainstream platform to give us some fair and balanced opportunity. Take the press wherever you can get it. So that leads us to the finale here. Well... I feel like people within the whole liberty sphere, liberty community, have some soul-searching to do and have some decisions to make. Something I've complained about on the show more than a few times is, is something I call regime libertarians. I call them Libertarian Inc., Libertarian Incorporated. Mm. What it is, is they're, they're the people who bandy that word around, oh, I'm a libertarian, except... Here's all of these talking points that you can find anywhere in the New York Times or Reuters or CNN or MSNBC because they want to be respected. They want to be invited to the parties. Oh, look, I feel the same way about mask mandates and lockdowns as you do. I think it's responsible for people to get the jab. Will you please let me come to your soiree in D.C., please? These people hate you. They don't respect you at all. Why are you sucking up to them? So the regime libertarians, by the way, thinking Cato, thinking reason, thinking people like Brad and Hanno over there, they are the, by the way, God, Brad Palumbo is just the biggest tool in the whole liberty sphere. But <laughs> they are the poster children of regime libertarians. They have somehow got tens of thousands, sometimes hundreds of thousands of follows on Twitter from people who claim to believe in things that libertarians believe in, or God forbid, anarchists believe in. And yet these people will throw you under the bus in a second to make sure that they look respectable to their colleagues in the New York Times. Why are you following these people? I actually made a, I actually made a, a comment to our friend Pete Canones, who was on the show just a few weeks ago. I wouldn't have even known about their little cringe, like, mm, little picture that they did and tweets. I wouldn't have even known about it if Pete hadn't shared it, because I blocked these motherfuckers, like, years ago. 
And so Pete shared it, and it caused up the little thing of, this is from an account you've got muted. And I was like, oh, God, what is it? And so I clicked on it. It's like, oh, now I can't unsee this garbage. I tell people all the time, I love, I hate social media, but I like my timeline. You know how? Because I associate with the people I want to associate with, and I disassociate with the people I don't want to associate with. I mute and block liberally, so I don't see their trash on my timeline. I, why aren't you doing that? I'll never get it. So, bringing us to the point here, libertarians, you have a decision to make. Do you want to continue to follow Libertarian Inc.? Do you still want to be a part of the regime libertarian social circle where you can make sure that your that your normie friends and neighbors are going to like and respect you because you wore your mask and you got your jab and you tie your little ribbons on your tree and you make sure that you have all the approved opinions and okay look guys maybe maybe we should tinker with the tax code from 32% to 31%. That's as radical as you're willing to be in public. You're the type of person hiding behind that anon. You've got that, you know, a random series of emojis and anime characters in your profile picture because you're terrified of going by your own name. <laughs> they already hate you. Why are you worried about their opinion? Or do you want to follow people that tell it like it is? That say what they mean, even when it's unpopular, so that six months later when what they were saying becomes popular... And by the way, I'm not saying to play, ha-ha, I told you so. No, as you can say, look, I was here the whole time. Welcome aboard. Which way, libertarians? God, what a punchable nice. face. <laughs> and Brad's a jerk, too. <laughs> I'm sorry. I don't, I don't condone violence, though, for real. All right. Uh... I feel like this whole time I've been doing this, you've wanted to say something, Dave, but you've just kind of been rolling with the punches. No, no, I'm good. <laughs> no, Dave, go ahead. Chime in. I got nothing on this. I, I, I like your take on it. I think it's good. <laughs> we're going we're gonna to get a tweet tomorrow where it's going to be, it's too late above Dave making a face, and it's going to be <laughs> him disassociating with me in the program. <laughs> Can can one of our can one of our wizards in chat or in the community group make that? Can can you take like that like take take that little Brad and Hannah thing, but change it to Dave going and change the little <laughs> bubble above it to be it's too late. That would be great. All right, uh, what's it? That's all we have. Yeah, yeah, we're doing pretty good on time. Yeah. Despite someone's best efforts. <laughs> Guys, we're going to be back to wrap up the show right after this commercial break. Don't go away. If you're enjoying tonight's show, consider supporting the program by becoming a member of our Patreon. That's over at patreon.com slash Alan Mosley. Like our Facebook page. It's facebook.com slash Alan Mosley TV. You can follow me on Twitter. Twitter.com at Alan Mosley TV. Subscribe to our YouTube page. 
It's youtube.com slash Alan Mosley TV. If you're more of a Jesus Christ, exclamation mark play, Jesus. Yeah. <laughs> um, we're on Odyssey, Odyssey uh, at Alan Mosley TV. If you're more of a listener than a watcher, they're all at Alan Mosley TV. Why do I read them all? Every single one of them are Alan Mosley TV now. I even changed the Twitch one to Alan Mosley TV so that, you know. Oh. Yeah. Stay on brand. Yeah. On brand. Jeez. Um, <laughs> the people demand their marbles. <sighs> do, you, uh, do you have a final thought, Dave? Well, I, as always, I had a lot of fun in the show. Um, I was very surprised to learn that um, Mikhail Gorbachev died. Yeah, and that he was still alive up until that point. So he that was, was, yeah, that was enlightening. Uh-huh. Um, and then the whole thing we just did. Yeah, <laughs> it was a lot of fun. Gail, Mikhail Gorbachev All that. only ate Pizza Hut for the last forty years of his life, and he lived to be ninety-one. That, that's the key. Mm-hmm. So all that stuff you you and me were doing, Dave, waste of time. Yeah. Isn't it weird that there's also a Trump Pizza Hut commercial? There is a Trump Pizza Hut commercial. That's right. Maybe Pizza Hut is the shadow government. Wake up, sheeple. I'm trying to make it look like the, the camera oh. froze. Yeah. I got you. I thought you. All right. I was like, I don't know what to do. <laughs> All right. Good. Um, guys thank you so much for listening to another episode of it's too late and we will see you next week oh, that was scary and i also i did lose your audio at the end there <laughs> okay good I, it's because i don't want to talk to you anymore yeah. pizza hut is owned by pepsi oh so pepsi is actually the one world government wait a minute Pepsi's better than Coke, by the way. Y'all can gargle my balls. Pepsi's better. (laughs) I'm I'm really upset from the very beginning when someone was talking during the intro. I haven't gotten over it. Yeah, that really shook up the whole show.